Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. and welcome to another edition of the Players to be Named Later podcast. I'm Ed, that's Dan. Say hi, Dan. What's up, everybody? And ladies and gentlemen, this is part two of our 2024 MLB preview. This one's going to have a little bit more meat and potatoes on it, as we are going to give you a recap of what happened in 2023, including how awards were voted on. We're going to give you who won, where, and why. We're going to give you our season standings, Win odds, playoff props, who's going to win the World Series, who's going to lead, whatever. We're going to give it all to you on this show. Dan, are you ready to begin? I was born ready. All right. Well, let's start this with a recap of last season. And let's start in a weird spot, and that is with the awards. As Dan pulls up the stats and leaders from last season, I'm going to tell you how the awards got voted on. It started with the American League Rookie of the Year Collecting 30 first place votes, that is unanimous, ladies and gentlemen, Gunnar Henderson of Baltimore. He narrowly, and I don't mean narrowly, he almost tripled up Tanner Bybee of Cleveland, who had 22nd place votes and 7 third place votes, followed by Tristan Casas of Baltimore, Josh, Josh Young of Texas, and Yonder Diaz, Mads, Yoshida of Boston. Julianne of Minnesota and Volpe of the Yankees, who got one third place vote. Dan, Gunnar Henderson, he's your guy. Did he deserve it? No, there was no. I mean, there was a question in the beginning of the season, but Gunnar, I mean, that's why they play 162 games. Gunnar came through. I mean, if we're. You caught me a little off guard. You went a little quick there. Um, here we go. Got it right here. Uh, the So Gunnar. 9% Ed. Keep talking. Give me a second. I'm pulling up the reasons why. Let's go to the National Let's go to the National League. Here we go. I got it. Oh, I got come it right on, here. man. Come on. You tell me to keep talking, and then you – whatever. Just go. In the AL, I'm just going to give you one set. In the AL, he had a 4.6 war. The next closest player was 2.9, and that was Zach – I can't pronounce it. Keeloff in Oakland. Um, hands down – the best rookie last year. No questions asked. Let's go over to the National League. In the National League, it was another unanimous vote. This time, Corbin Carroll took home all 30 place votes, and rightfully so. He was followed by Senga with the Mets, Outman with the Dodgers, Nolan Jones in Colorado, Matt McClain in Cincinnati, Spencer Steer also of Cincinnati, Yuri Perez in Miami, Ellie De La Cruz, who I had beat the drum, that he would have been the rookie of the year had he stayed hot. Also in Cincinnati, and Patrick Bailey of San Francisco, the last three, only getting one third-place vote. Uh, this was 
th- this may have been one of the few where it was painfully obvious who were the two rookies of the year in each league. Let's move along to manager of the year. This one was a little bit in question in the National League. In the American League, it was not. Brandon Hyde of your Baltimore Orioles took home 27 first-place votes and three second-place votes. He beat Bruce Bochy, who had the other third-place votes, in Texas, 144-61, followed by Kevin Cash of Tampa, Rocco Baldelli of Minnesota, Dusty Baker of Houston, and John Schneider of Toronto. I don't think this one would have been in question at all at any point in the season, given what Baltimore did. Do you? No, in the AL? No, absolutely not. I mean, Brandon Hyde deserved that. This team was projected to finish last in the division according to fan graphs. Um, hands down, Brandon Hyde managed that team the best. It's a young team, and I, as weird as it sounds, I don't know if what people are expecting them to do, but based off what projections are saying, Brandon Hyde very well could be your manager of the year again this year if the Orioles repeat and do what they did. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think they'll give him the, the vote back-to-back years. I don't, say, but, I don't think anybody's um, won it in back-to-back years before. But based off the based off the projection models, if they repeat with a hundred hundred plus wins, the projections would give Brandon Hyde that award again. Absolutely. Now in the National League, it was a little bit different. As Skip Schumacher won the award with 72 points, eight first place votes, eight second place votes, and eight third place votes. However, Brandon Snicker or Brian Snicker finished third. He also had eight first place votes. Craig Council finished second with five first place votes, seven second, and Five third. Tori Lavello, he also got multiple first place votes with four, as did David Roberts. David Bell got a first place vote as well. He finished with just 13 points, and David Ross rounded out the voting. He had one second place vote. Right call here? I think so. I mean, this Miami team wasn't projected to do anything, and they made it to the playoffs. Uh, very unexpectedly. I'm pretty sure if we go back and look at our projections last year, oh yeah, both of us had, well, well, let me rephrase that. I had them in fourth by a long mile. You had them in dead last. And I told you you were wrong. I'm not ashamed to admit Washington. I I I messed up last year. That's just the way I'm going to say it again this year. Um, let's move along. Dan, look up the Cy Young in both leagues for me, if you would, because I'm going to move on to the MVP. And this was another unanimous decision. Shohei Otani in the American League took home this award. Despite missing over a month of the season, he still got all 30 first place votes. He was followed by Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, both of Texas, then Julio Rodriguez of Seattle. And then everybody else kind of filled in after that with Kyle Tucker of Houston, Yandy Diaz in Tampa, Bobby Witt in Kansas City, Gunnar Henderson in Baltimore, who got... 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th place votes. Adley Rushman in Baltimore, who had 50 points. And Jose Ramirez, who had 40. And that's saying a lot, given the fact that Ramirez looked like a front runner early in the season. Otani was the right man to win that award. That's not a question. That's a statement. Uh, yeah, 100%. That's not in question at all. Another unanimous decision in the National League. Ronald Acuna Jr. finished with 420 points, the exact same as Otani, as he swept the board. He was followed by Mookie Betts, who had all 30 second-place votes. Freddie Freeman came after him, both of the Dodgers, then Matt Olson of Atlanta, Corbin Carroll of Arizona, Juan Soto of San Diego. 
Austin Riley of Atlanta, Luis Arias of Miami, Lindor of the Mets, and Bellinger of Chicago. Bellinger just re-signed with Chicago, by the way. Another one where this was hands down the correct decision. Yes? Yes. Yes. You could argue Mookie Betts got it. I'm not going to argue it because we have a lot of stuff to go over, but. All right. Fair enough. Give me the side. Well, actually, actually, this is what I'll say. Mookie Betts, while his batting numbers were slightly lower than Ronald Acuna's. We're talking about value here. Part of the reason why Shohei got it in the AL is because he pitches and he hits, and he does well bury both. Is there a more versed player in Mookie Betts who was a outfielder, a all-star, perennial gold glove winning center fielder, and has now moved to the infield and played second and short to both an all-star and gold glove level, both those positions in the same season? That is part of the reason why I said he should have it. If we're looking at offensive stats, which is most of the time what gets looked at when it comes to MVP-wise, except for Otani because he's just a unicorn. Uh, Acuna did get it. Not saying Acuna didn't play well. Acuna was the MVP. They both had the same war. Um, I just feel like you uh, you could make an argument for Betts. Part of the reason why I feel like Betts didn't have – really any first place votes is because the guy that finished in third plays alongside him. That is true. That could be a, a split is, is entirely possible. Um, give me the votes for the Cy Young award. Uh, first place was first place in the NL was Blake Snell with 28 first place votes, two second place votes. Logan Webb got one first place vote, two second place vote, or I'm sorry, 17 second place votes, one third, uh, two fourth, two fifth. Zach Allen finished third with one first place, three third place, eleven third place. All right, and then I was going to list them down: yeah, Strider, Steele, Zach Wheeler, Senga, and Corbin Burns. On the American League side, Garrett Cole with a unanimous thirty first place votes. Sonny Gray finished second with twenty second place votes, six third, three fourths. Gosman finished third with seven, fifteen, four, and one. Bradish finished fourth. Uh, Luis Castillo finished fifth, Zach Eflin of the Rays, Pablo Lopez, George Kirby, Fembar Valdez, Chris Bissett, Felix Batista, wow, and Chris Martin. So going back to the part one of this show, you got on me for including Sonny Gray in our top ten starting pitchers of – I didn't. I didn't. I went and looked at his stats before I said anything. And what he did last year, I saw how you justified it. I guess I'm just thinking of Sonny Gray with the Yankees. Fair enough. Let's take a look at the Gold Glove Award winners. I'm just going to rattle these off. Jonah Heim of the Rangers, Nathaniel Lowe of the Rangers at catcher and at first. Andres Jimenez of the Guardians at second. Matt Chapman of the Blue Jays at third. Anthony Volpe of the Yankees at short. Stephen Kwan of the Guardians in left. Kevin Kermeyer of the Blue Jays in center. Adolis Garcia of the Rangers in right. Jose Barrios of the Blue Jays on the mound. And... Mauricio Dubon of the Astros was the utility man. In the National League, the Diamondbacks had catcher Gabriel Moreno and first baseman Christian Walker. Second baseman went to Nico Horner of the Cubs. Key Brian Hayes at third base, which chapped the ass of a lot of people in the Central Division. Dansby Swanson, the shortstop with the Cubs. Ian Happ, the left fielder with the Cubs. The Cubs took home a lot of gold. 
Brenton Doyle was the center fielder for the Rockies. Fernando Tatis Jr., steroids and all, was the right fielder for the Padres. Zach Wheeler on the mound of the Padres. And Hey Song Kim, the utility man of the Padres. I'm sorry, Wheeler was with the Phillies. Um, hence the reason why I have Hassan Kim so um so so high at so high with the Padres on the shortstop list because he's gonna settle in to that shortstop position. All right, let's take a look at the Silver Sluggers. Adley Rushman of the Orioles behind the plate. Yandy Diaz at first base with the Rays. Marcus Simeon of the Rangers at second. Rafael Devers of the Red Sox at third. Corey Seager of the Rangers at short. Luis Robert of the White Sox. Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners and Kyle Tucker of the Astros in the outfield. Shohei at the DH. Gunnar Henderson of the Orioles as the utility man. And the overall team was the Rangers. Nobody in the American League won a silver slugger and a gold glove. In the National League, William Contreras of the Brewers behind the plate. Matt Olson of the Braves at first. Luis Arias of the Marlins at second. Austin Riley of the Braves at third. Frankie Lindor, a shortstop of the Mets. Acuna. Betts and Soto were the outfielders. Bryce Harper at DH. Cody Bellinger, the utility man, and the Braves were the overall Silver Slugger winner. Nobody in the National League got both. Surprising to you? Um, Yeah, a little bit, actually, considering there was a – never mind. Not going to go into my Orioles rant. I'm not winning any gold gloves. Oh, oh, come on now. You're better than that, Dan. You're you're better than that. You're better than that, aren't you? Are, are you better than that? I think you're better than that. Mm, Gunnar Henderson should have had the utility gold glove. I'm just going to say that. Oh, my, my. Here we go. All right, let's recap the standings from last year. In the American League East, the Baltimore Orioles were your division champion with a 101-61 record, two games better than the Tampa Bay Rays. And 12 games better than the Toronto Blue Jays. They were both wildcard teams, followed by the Yankees at 82 and 80 and the Red Sox at 78 and 84. The Minnesota Twins won the Central by nine games over the Detroit Tigers with an 87 and 75 record. The Tigers, the Guardians, the White Sox, and the Royals, with the White Sox and Royals both losing over 100 games. In the AL West, it was the closest of all the divisions as it was a virtual tie with the Astros and Rangers both finishing 90 and 72. The Seattle Mariners barely missed out on a wild card spot, 88 and 74. The Angels, 73 and 89. And the Athletics were the worst in the American League, 50 and 112. In fact, they were the worst in baseball with that record. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves won the East 104 and 58, 14 games better than a wild card team, the Philadelphia Phillies, 90 and 72, and the Miami Marlins, 84 and 78. They also made the playoffs. The Mets finished in fourth, the Nationals in fifth. The Milwaukee Brewers won the Central nine games ahead of the Cubs at a 92 and 70 record. The Cubs missed the playoff spot by one game, 83 and 79. The Reds, 82 and 80. Pirates 76 and 86, and the Cardinals 20 games below 500. The Dodgers 162, 16 games better than the Arizona Diamondbacks, who finished 84 and 78, winning a wild card spot. The Padres narrowly missing out, 82 and 80, followed by the Giants at 79 and 83, and the Rockies lost 103 games. That was 2023. Do you want to go through some of the leaders we had? Do we really need to? 
Nah, no, we don't really need to go through the leaders. I mean, we can mention Acuna being the first guy to what join to first guy to be in the forty sixty club. Forty home runs, sixty stolen bases. Pretty impressive. You know what? Since you started it, we might as well finish it. Spencer Strider was the only in Major League starting pitcher to win 20 games as he won 20. Zach Allen had 17. Bassett, Eflin, and Steele each had 16. Luis Sarayas won the batting title with a 354 average, followed by Acuna at 337. Freeman at 331. Diaz at 330 won the American League's version. And Corey Seager at 327. Leading the way in home runs, it was 150 home run hitter, and that was Matt Olson at 54 in Atlanta. Kyle Schwarber had 47. Alonzo with the Mets had 46. Otani had 44, which is impressive given he missed all those games. The ERA title went to Blake Snell, who still has not signed. With the Padres with a 2.25 ERA, Garrett Cole won it in the American League, 2.63, followed by Sonny Gray with a 2.79, Kyle Bradish, 2.83, and Cody Senga at 2.98. In runs batted in, Matt Olson led the way with 139. He missed out on the Triple Crown due to his batting average. Uh, Pete Alonso had 118, Kyle Tucker 112, Ozzy Albies 109, Juan Soto 109. And saves, Emmanuel Classe was the only closer to break 40 at 44. Duvall of the Giants had 39. Bednar of the Pirates had 39. You look at hits, it was Acuna leading the way as three players had over 200 with a rise in Miami at 203. Freddie Freeman 211 with the Dodgers, and the aforementioned Acuna had 217. Spencer Strider led the way with strikeouts at 281, way ahead of Kevin Gosman, who led the American League at 237, Blake Snell, 234, Pablo Lopez, 234, and Garrett Cole, 222. Ronald Acuna beat out Estui Ruiz. As Acuna had 73 stolen bases, Ruiz in Oakland had 67, Corbin Carroll had 54, Bobby Witt had 49, and quality starts, it went to Garrett Cole and Logan Webb, each with 24, Zach Wheeler, 21, Chris Bassett, 21, and Kevin Gosman with 20. Now we can move on. Let's talk about what will happen now, and we are very diverse. What division do you want to start with, Danny Boy? Let's start with the division neither of us care about, and that's the AL West. All right, in the AL West, we each agree that Houston is going to Win the American League West. Now, we did this a little bit different last year where we actually put our projected records. This time, we just put our seeding in the league, i.e. the American League 1 through 15, the National League 1 through 15. I have Houston number one in the American League. You have them at two. And then things get a little interesting because we both have the fifth seed, a wildcard team coming out of this division. You have Seattle. I have Texas. Yes. Why do you have Texas? You were just talking about on the show before this. If you haven't listened, pause this, go back, listen to that, and then come back and pick this up. Um, you were just talking about how Texas is going to regress. Yep. Um, I think everybody's going to regress in this division. Seattle, to be fair, you have Seattle as a or you have. Texas is a wild card at the seventh seed. I have the, Seattle as a wild card at the sixth seed. I think this whole division is going to be dominated by Houston. I like what Houston did in the offseason. I think Oakland may set a record for losses, which is saying a lot given how bad they were. And I think the Angels are going to be god-awful this year too. And Houston's going to benefit from a lot of that. 
Granted, the balance schedule is what it is, but still, you still got to play these teams a lot, um, no matter whether in your division or not. But yeah, Houston's going to win this division by a lot. Texas and Seattle are still really good teams, and they're going to fall back a little bit, but they're still going to be playoff teams. I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, they're both going to be playoff teams. So you have, so you don't have, you do have both of them. You just have them in reverse order, sort of. Yes. You have someone different in there. Um, I mean, look, it's hard to kind of argue against either, right? The Rangers are your defending, your defending champions. Um, Fangraphs does have the Astros projected as the number one seed in this division with 91 overall wins. And that actually would make them the number one seed projected by Fangraph and EIL as well. Yes. In fact, Bet365, FanDuel, uh, BetMGM, DraftKings, all of them have the Astros to win this division, followed by realistically the Rangers, then the Mariners, the Angels, and the Athletics all across the board are at best plus 1,500, at worst plus 25,000. To win this division. So just just throwing that out there. Let's let's just go to the central. Um, we both agree the winners of the central will be the worst division winner, and we both have the top two. And and then after that it gets a little hairy. You have the Twins winning this division, followed by the Guardians narrowly missing out on a wild card spot. I have the Guardians winning this division and Minnesota getting a wild card spot. Dan. Why do you have Minnesota ahead of Cleveland? Um, they're starting pitching, they're batting, their lineup, their relief pitching. I don't believe Class A stays in Cleveland the whole season, and I think that's going to hurt them. Um, I just feel like this Twins team is good. Health is always a factor with them for some reason. But when you look at their lineup and their overall depth, especially their starting rotation, um, that's where the difference comes in. Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober. Uh, Chris Paddock, Anthony Disfascani. Uh, I mean, just that's their starting five, and we haven't even got into their to their guys that they can have pitch. Is to me is is where the biggest difference comes into. Um, explain to me why you're so high on Cleveland. Besides, they're one of your teams that you follow. I don't need to because you just said it. They're one of the teams that I follow. All right, so we're doing this again this year, guys. Ed's just picking with his heart, which means his World Series is probably going to be Cleveland and St. Louis again. Cleveland and um, Atlanta, actually. Oh, I was just trying to do a tease there, but you spoiled it for everybody. Now they don't uh, have to listen to the rest of the show. Good job. Let's, let's go to the uh, East. Fangraphs, because... Oh, well, yeah, fan, sorry. Uh, no, just, right. Fangraphs does have the Twins winning this division with an 84 wins. Um. And they have the Guardians in second at 80, so they do project this division to be close. Uh, on Now, as far as the odds everywhere else to win this division, the Twins are the favorite everywhere. Bet365, FanDuel, all this stuff. They went. The page I'm looking at has seven different sports books. All of them have the Twins at a minus 115, 120, 130 in there. The Tigers and the Guardians are grouped together the royals are projected to finish in fourth and the white Sox plus 3,800 3,500 four grand to win that division let's move along let's go to the al east and this is one we're going to argue about despite the fact we have the bottom three 
cemented, including both having Toronto finishing ninth in the American League and Boston finishing at 11. I'm surprised you didn't want to argue with me about the Royals because I have the Royals in third. I'm surprised you didn't want some justification there. No, because I when it comes to last place teams, it really doesn't matter when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, let's talk about the tops of your division. We both have Tampa <clears throat> at third. You have them making the playoffs. I have them the first spot outside. But you have the Orioles as the best team in baseball, I believe, and the Yankees as a wild card. I have Baltimore as a wild card and the Yankees at the top. I don't need – I'm going to justify why I have the Yankees winning this division. Please. One man. Well, one man and one signing. It's when Blake Snell signs for five years and $165 million for the Yankees in a couple of days. And Juan Soto. The threat of Soto's okay. bat either in front or behind of Aaron Judge will mean Aaron Judge will hit 55, if not 60 home runs if he stays healthy. Snell is going to cement that starting pitching into being the best or second best in baseball. They're going to win 105 games. They're going to be the number one overall seed. They're going to lose in the second round. So when Snell doesn't sign, does that change anything for you? Depends on where he goes. If he doesn't go to the Yankees, wherever he's going immediately improves two positions. No, no, no. Does it does it change anything for the Yankees when he doesn't sign there? Or are your standings the same? Given that we're putting on this show, and we've always had a rule on this show, that once it's recorded, it is finalized. Man. Um, yeah, because uh, then the division's going to be tied, and it's going to come down to a one-game playoff. Because these teams are... St- they're they're polar opposites, but they're going to be linked together the entire year. So, yes, if Snell does not sign with the Yankees, it's going to come down to a one-game playoff. But that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why the Orioles are going to win this division. Because one signing in Juan Soto, and, yes, they did sign Marcus Stroman as well. There are questions with both these guys. I quite, I mentioned it in the first one when it came to Juan Soto. How do they play? How do they handle the big lights of the big city? And if you remember, Marcus Stroman played in a baseball city known as Chicago. He played for the real team in Chicago, and that is the Cubs. He did not handle media, cri- media critis- mm, criticism, criticism or anything along yeah, that's the word anything mean. along those lines. Rondon could not handle it last year. I don't believe that's going to change this year. Uh, if Nestor Cortez comes back healthy, that is going to make somewhat of a difference. They're going to have a questionable bullpen again. They didn't do much to improve that. Uh, John Carlos Stanton is a year older. Yes, he looks the healthiest he's ever been. Um, and I don't trust this team. Right? Their outfield they they did do some they did do some good by get, going out and getting Alex Verdugo as well, making the move to get him. Uh, their infield is still very questionable. Volpe was not what they thought he would be last year. Everybody in New York was clamoring, oh, Volpe's the AL Rookie of the Year. He's the AL Rookie of the Year. Wasn't even in the top voting, as we just heard. Um, Torres is a subpar second baseman, in my opinion. Numbers may say otherwise, but you watch him play, that's that. Anthony Rizzo is a shell of himself of what people remember. And behind the plate, they have Austin Wells. Who exactly? Trevino is hurt right now. He's out with a cast. And Trevino is probably going to be their starter. It's probably going to be a split time. I don't see this Yankees team doing much better. 
And when you look at my Baltimore Orioles, getting the number one prospect in Jackson Holiday, sure, there could be some questions there. Gunnar Henderson has another year under his belt. Adley Rutschman has another year under his belt. We went out, we got Corbin Burns. If Grayson Rodriguez is half of what he if if Grayson Rodriguez can continue with his second half performance that he had last year, Kyle Bradish is throwing from 90 feet. He's not going to be ready for opening day. He wasn't going to be the opening day starter either way. I expect Bradish back hopefully in May. That's a huge point. That's a huge part that he finished fourth in Cy Young voting and he played well. Tyler Wells is going to fill in fine. And John Means is going to be coming back as well. And John Means was a he threw a no hitter two years ago. Sure, that was two years ago. But if he is 75% of what he was and he is my fifth starter, I'll take that all day. Okay. Are you done? Sure. Fine. We'll see how it goes. I don't hate anything to what you said. And honestly, the, the shock factor of Baltimore winning this division handily would not be there. Um, let's go the to the Yankees are projected to be fan graphs. Yes. Finish first by fan graphs with 89 wins. The Rays are projected second with 87 and the Orioles Ooh. are projected third with 85. So we take a look at the winner odds. The Yankees are favored in all seven, followed by the Orioles. The Blue Jays are right behind the Orioles. The Rays are round. They're a solid fourth. And the long shot of the Red Sox getting about plus 1,300 to plus 1,500 to win this division. By the way, this is the first division we've gone to where there hasn't been a minus favorite in this in, in by any of these sports books. Uh, the Yankees at best are plus 130, at worst 165. The Orioles at best plus 200, 190. And at worst, plus 275. Let's move along. Let's go to the NL West. Now, this is the only division where Dan and I have it identical. It is so identical. We have the Dodgers finishing first in the National League, Arizona finishing fifth in the National League, and the Padres and Rockies finishing in the bottom four. We also have San Francisco right near the wildcard picture. If there's ever a division we don't have to explain anything on, I think it may be this one. Ed, I am going to say this. I'm not changing anything, but I want to put it out there. I think I went back and I looked at some stats after I, we made our standings. Sure. The Padres were so terrible in one-run games last year. I don't – I statistically don't think it can be – repeat it to where I think there is positive regression with this team, regardless of losing Blake Snow. I don't know if they do enough to overtake the Giants, but I have them at 12th. You have them at 14th. Um, I think we both at the end of the season are going to be drastically wrong. And when I say drastically, I think they finish in, in the top. I think they are battling for a wild card spot. So I think they finish eighth or ninth uh, in, in the, in the NL. Fair enough. Um, look, these these odds are just back on that. No, because it's your opinion. You're like I said, Ed said many a times. You're absolutely entitled to be wrong. Um, and you may be right. Regression to the mean may be a thing for these one run games, but it's something that every year in in baseball we have one of those. How in the hell is that possible stats? And that was one of them last year. 
will they lose what 41 run games? It's hard to say. Um, it's something we're going to have to wait and see the Dodgers are, and I got to double check on which one this is, but uh, they are <laughs> Caesars has them minus 600 to win the West. That is disgusting. It's almost, it's almost dumb. Not like that almost makes me, what are the, uh, what, are the, the Diamondbacks? what are the Diamondbacks on Caesars? Uh, plus 900. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it, it's almost plus, stupid not to throw a couple dollars on that. Plus 1,000 at FanDuel, plus 800 at DraftKings, and plus that's 700. too much value for a, for a season-long bet. That's way too much value. I mean, yeah, way too much value. Uh, the Hard Rock has them at plus 800 as well. The Padres are averaging anywhere from plus 850 to plus 1,500. The Giants plus 900 to plus 1,500. And the Rockies, 12 Twelve five to twenty thousand, just ridiculous. Um, let's move along. Let's skip the central for right now because that's going to take some you time. Al- to I almost want to bet the Rockies to have the worst record in baseball because of the division they play in. Let's skip the NL Central because that's going to take some time. We're going to go to the NL East now. This is another one where you and I agree on the top and the bottom, but the middle teams are where we lose each other. You have the Braves, and I have the Braves. It's the second overall seed winning this division, and we both have Philly at the fourth position. That is the first wild card. Followed. Does it even need to be said? To, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but sure. The Dodgers, the Dodgers, according to Fangrass projections, are second in Major League Baseball to, with 93 wins, and they are projected to win their division. Okay, uh, the Braves. Phillies, we have a little bit of a difference. You have Miami making the playoffs as a a seventh seed. I believe in what they did last year. I believe in what they did last year. I think that team is that good. They're getting a full year, Yuri Perez. Uh, Yeah, they lost Sandy Allen Cantara, but their starting pitching is still solid enough. They brought in some bats to help. They did just sign Tim Anderson as well to play short. That's a solid bat. He can have a bounce back season. He needs to have a bounce back season. They also have. They also have Josh Bell, which I don't know if you saw the home run that he hit in spring training the other day. It's spring training. No, hold on. No, 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 no. The sound off the bat, it was, it sounded like a metal bat. It was insane. Who did he hit it off of? A guy that's going to be a double A? I was just, I I don't know. I was just talking about the sound of what it hit, but I mean, they still have. Lazardo, Cabrera, Braxton, Trevor Rogers, Yuri Perez, uh, Yanni Chernos, along with some other starting pitching. I think this team is solid. They do have your average leader from last year when um, Luis Arias. So, I mean, there's this team's solid. I believe in what they did. Fangraphs does not believe in them. Um, they do not. At no. all. No, they do Fangrefs not. Fangraphs have them finishing fourth in the division um, at fourth in the division at 80 wins, 80 and 82. Um, we both have the, let's see, cause I have the Miami at 10th, Washington at 11th and the Mets at 9th. And you have the Marlins at seven, the Mets at 11th and Washington is the worst team in the national league, even worse than Colorado. I'm actually changing that. That is something I do want to change. Cause I, I am actually going to take a bet on the Rockies having the least amount of wins. All right. Just to give so you a be 14 for me, a breakdown, the Braves, are getting you anywhere from minus 240 to minus 3, 
45 to win the division. Uh, That's a bad bet. The Phillies will get you anywhere from plus 290 to plus 380. The Mets plus Plus 750. Plus 750 to plus 1500. The Marlins plus 1600 to plus three grand. And the Nationals plus 10,000 to plus 15,000. Now let's talk about the Central because this is interesting right here. You have the Reds winning this division. I have the Reds finishing fifth. I have the Cardinals winning this division. You have the Cardinals finishing third. You have the Cubs in second. I have them in third. I have Milwaukee in second. You have them in fourth. In case you guys haven't figured this out, there's diversity here. I have Pittsburgh fourth. You have them fifth. So we both agree Pittsburgh's not going to be that great. Um, Justify Cincinnati winning this division. Uh, I believe in this red starting pitching. I believe in their bats. They were all young. Could there be a sophomore slump with most of these guys? Absolutely, but I don't believe in it. Um, I don't believe in sophomore slumps in baseball. The season's too long for that to happen. Um, And I think that this is just, I think this Reds team is there, and I think Cincinnati is going to take that next step. Um, I will say this between the, according to Fangrass, and then I'll let you kind of get into it with me. I also believe that this division could literally finish one through five in any order. Except the Pirates finishing in last. No, no. I believe this division can finish one through five in any order. Um, um, we're going to take a, a little bit of a break from this. Um, yeah, I'm I, watching. Talk about... Hold on, because this has to be mentioned. I'm watching the West Virginia Kansas State college basketball game. West Virginia is nine and eighteen, and Kansas State is sixteen and eleven. Kansas State was up by over, I think, twenty four points. There's fifteen point five seconds left. Kansas State goes to the line for, I believe, two shots. And they are down by two, 79-77. They have blown a 20-plus point lead and can just tie it with 15.5 left. And he made the first one anyway. No, I disagree with you. This division is close, and it's probably the closest division out of any of them. But I I don't understand how you can have the Cardinals out of the playoffs, given the fact that, and Kansas State did just tie it, given the fact that, what they got, what they replaced with the starting pitching. You know, the two veterans that they signed, Matt Carpenter and um, – oh, he missed the game-winning shot. Oh, and they didn't call a foul. We're going to overtime. Um, anyway, I don't think Brandon Crawford and um, Matt Carpenter are going to move the needle too, too much. but At all. That may actually move the needle down. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, Jordan Walker is going to get a full year of at bats, and he's going to get Jordan Walker on my top ten list for right batters. Mason Wynn is going to win the Rookie of the Year in the National League, and I just I I like the way (laughs) this time Brandon Crawford. Are you sure Mason Wynn's going to break camp? Yes, it's pretty much been guaranteed. Um, Now I have Chicago. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead, no, go no, ahead. no, 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 no. It's fine. Fine. I'm, I'm done. Go ahead. I was just going to beat up on the Cubs, but all right. Fangraphs has the Cardinals winning this division at 83 wins. That's right. They should. They have the Pirates finishing last in this division at 77 wins. So as I said to you, and this is the, this is the first time I'm looking at this. As I said to you two weeks ago, 
this division one through one through five will be a difference of less than 10 games, which is why I believe that anybody can finish anywhere in this division. Okay. I believe it is the Reds year. I believe the Reds are going to have a season nowhere near as good as the Orioles last year, more so like the Orioles two years ago where they broke out. Nobody saw it coming. They played well and they were in the playoff chase, except for I think this division's so close, they're going to win it. Now, this is kind of going to reinforce what you said. Now, across the seven sports books, the Cardinals are not the clear favorite, but a favorite or the most favorited among the seven on an average. They're, they're all at you, plus money odds, right? They are all at plus money odds. The Cardinals are getting you anywhere plus 145 to plus 185. The Cubs are getting you anywhere from plus 140 to plus 210. So if really a few of these sports books actually have the Cubs finishing ahead of the Cardinals. The Reds are getting you anywhere from plus 340 to plus 430. The Brewers anywhere from, let's see, it looks like plus 350. So they're a playoff team on a few of these to plus 850. And the Pirates are bringing up the rear plus six, plus 1300 to plus 20. 500. So that's the odds to win the division. However, I did find some other odds. And this is the playoff props betting yes or no. Now, Dan, you tell me who your. Well, now I'm going to have to look at this a little bit deeper. So let's go through who's in your first round. For me, um, my first round matchups in the AL are number two, Houston against number seven, Texas. Number three, Minnesota against number six, Tampa. And number four, New York Yankees against, or no, number, yeah, the Yankees at four and Seattle at five. Houston, negative 1050. And this is according to, I'm going to a Vegas insider. And this was also posted a few days ago. So, oh, let's see, February 26th. So today, actually. Oh, it's updated as of today. Yeah. Uh, Houston, negative 1050. Who was your third seed? Uh, my three seed was Minnesota. Minnesota plus 120 to make the playoffs. Your fourth seed was was the Yankees. Minus 550 to make. Who's your sixth? Six was the Tampa Bay Double, the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa minus 188 to make it, and Seattle was your seventh. Yes, minus 230. Mm. Five. Read off what my seedings are, would you please? Um, your seedings are the Yankees. Um, the Yankees are your two seed, which we already gone over. Minus five. Cleveland 50. is your Cleveland is your three seed. Minus one fifty. Baltimore is your four seed. Baltimore is at plus three fifty to make the playoffs. I'll take that all day. I will too. Um, your five seed is Texas. Texas, oh man, uh, Texas plus 205. Your six seed is Seattle. Seattle plus 230, or minus 235 to make it. And your seven seed is Minnesota. Minnesota plus 120. All right, who is your number one seed, Danny Boy? My number one seed is the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles, we already covered that. And who is my number one seed? I believe it would be the Dodgers. I'm sorry, that's uh, in the American League. Oh, the Astros. Astros. The Astros, Houston, we already went over them. The Dodgers, FYI, are 
are minus 1,200, and the Braves are minus 590 to make it. Now, let's go over our playoff rounds. Dan, in the American League, Texas, Houston, Tampa, Minnesota, Seattle, the Rangers. Who wins those two series for you? Um, Those series, I have Houston, Tampa, and Seattle. That will... We're just going to do your American League, then my American League, and go from there. That'll set up a Tampa-Baltimore series and a Seattle-Houston series. I think I can even – if you would have told me that before I even looked, I knew who you were going to have winning both of those series. And if you've known anything about Dan for the last decade like I do, you know exactly who's going to win those two series. He's got Seattle and Baltimore, and I think you're going to know who he picks in the American League to win and that's the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles. Now mine is a little bit more risque. Can we can we call it that? Uh, for sure. That. Uh, I have the Yankees, Minnesota, Cleveland, Seattle, Baltimore, Texas. Uh, Baltimore wins their series. Cleveland wins their series, and the Yankees win theirs. That's three road teams, by the way, that will win in the playoffs. That'll set up Baltimore, Houston, Cleveland, Yankees. Road teams roll there as well, with Baltimore and Cleveland both winning. And then just to piss Dan off, I have Bal- I have Cleveland going to the World Series. Don't um, piss me off. You're just going to look really crazy. <laughs> Joke's on you. I already look crazy. Uh, in the National League, we're going to do mine first. I have Atlanta, Chicago, Cardinals, Milwaukee, Arizona, Philadelphia. Arizona will beat the Cubs. The Cardinals will beat Milwaukee. I'm sorry, Arizona will beat Philadelphia. The Cardinals will beat Milwaukee, and Atlanta will beat Chicago. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the road teams roll in round one. That'll set up Arizona and the Dodgers and Atlanta and St. Louis. Atlanta beats the Cardinals. Arizona beats the Dodgers because the Dodgers don't win in the playoffs. That'll set up Arizona and Atlanta, and I have the road team once again winning in Atlanta going to the World Series. Dan, give me your national Atlanta, league. Atlanta's the home team there, just to correct you. Oh, so it is. I have that backward. Um, and my NL, I have a Miami-Atlanta matchup, a Cubs-Cincinnati matchup, and an Arizona-Philly matchup. In those, in those, we have Atlanta winning, the Cubs winning, and Arizona winning. So the Cincinnati Reds, who I raved about, do get bounced in the first round. And that is because of the youthfulness that they have to look forward to for the next three to five years until they have to trade everybody because their team doesn't spend like my team doesn't. And then we have in the next round that sets up Chicago and the Dodgers against Arizona and Atlanta. Chalk City, baby. The Dodgers and Atlanta move on. And then if Ed knows me, he knows that I would have normally picked the Dodgers here, but Atlanta goes on to the World Series. So we both have Atlanta in the World Series. So with that being said, bet the Dodgers. At 100%. Now, this is the greatest thing. None of the sports books agree on who is the favorite to win the World Series. Now, they do have – actually, I stand corrected – the absolute favorite by all seven sports books to win the World Series. You want to take a guess? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Getting you anywhere from 
plus 300 to plus 400 across the board. The Braves are next. The Astros, the Yankees, it gets muddled from there, it looks like. Actually, it doesn't. Uh, The Rangers, the Orioles, the Phillies, the Mariners, the Twins, the Blue Jays, the Cardinals, and so on and so forth. So there you have all that. We Neither of us named who's going to win the World Series this year. Do you want to keep it that way, or do you want to officially have our picks? Um, well, I mean, I am taking Baltimore. And I am taking Atlanta. Okay, fair enough. I'm glad you weren't too crazy and picked Cleveland. Nah, screw it. I'm taking the Cleveland Guardians. Almost called all them the right. Indians. Anyway. Um, Let's move to our awards. How about it? Uh I don't think we have any of these picked the same at all. all. The National League, we have the same runner-up for MVP. You had and, yours. Um, oh, you had all, yours in there, and I wanted to kind of be a little bit different. And we do have the same Cy Young winner in the National League. Anything after that is a crapshoot. Um, let's start off with Manager of the Year. I went Homer because if he wins this award, the Cardinals are. Gonna, if the Cardinals make the playoffs, he wins this award, and that's Ollie Marmel. And I have Stephen Vogt in Cleveland because if the Guardians are to make the playoffs and do as well as they do, he wins this award as well. David Bell and Scott Hi. Service, I feel you have them in there for the exact same reasons. Um, yes, very similar. Yeah, basically, those those managers make it. They will. Um, and, I, and like I said, I think I have the uh, I have the what the Mariners the five seed. So, you know, that's that, that's good for them. And obviously, if Cincinnati wins that division, as I project them to, um, they uh, you know, that I don't think there's any question that David Bell would get the manager of the year. Now, we have something interesting with the rookie of the year. You have Jackson Holiday. I had Jackson Holiday, but I didn't want to, you know, obviously, you know, diversity being what it is, we want to have something different. Um, we both have a... Texas Ranger, I have Evan Carter, you have Wyatt Langford to win that award in the American League. You feel how strongly do you feel that Jackson Holiday is going to run away with this? Um stronger than I felt about Gunner running away with it. Fair enough. Um we're going to go back a little bit and we are going to go back to the manager of the year odds, by the way. Um, AJ Hinch plus 550 is the odds on favorite to win manager of the year, followed by Aaron Boone, Alex Cora, Brandon Hyde, Bruce Bochy, Joey Espada, John Schneider, Kevin Cash, Mark Kotze, and Matt Quattaro. Did I say that right? I think you got that. Fair enough. All right. Um, so we have that. Now let's go to the rookie of the year odds. This one gets a little bit murky. Um, Evan Carter is, looks to be the odds on favorite followed by Colt Keith, Junior Caminero. Where are you pulling these odds from? Uh, this is from Vegas Insider and this comes from FanDuel. Let's see, which one is that one? I'm still learning some of these, uh, BetMGM and, and DraftKings and, and a few of them. Evan Carter is getting you anywhere from plus 200 to plus 375 to win Rookie of the Year. Um, Jackson Holiday, by the way, not on this list. So that list has to be old because Jackson Holiday 
in draft in DraftKings Sportsbook right now is your favorite at plus two fifty for AL Rookie of the Year. Uh, I can check the other books, but it's going to take me time. Odds of February 26, twenty twenty four. That's crazy because that doesn't even make sense because he's the leading odds guy on leading odds getter on uh yeah it's this is absolutely insane i'm going to be completely honest uh, the 2024 uh, in the national league we both have a guarantee on who will win the national league rookie of the year and that's yamamoto of the dodgers i don't think we need to explain why do we I don't think so. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff he's thrown just in like B like bullpens. Um, it's disgusting. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. disgusting. Um, plus one eighty at FanDuel is the lowest money you're going to get, and uh, looks I'm not sure which one that one is, but you're getting plus two twenty five there. That's Caesars is getting you plus two twenty five on the odds there. Let's go to our Cy Young picks because this is where it starts to get interesting. I know why you picked who you picked in Corbin Burns. You really think he's going to win the Cy Young this year? So this is actually, I'm going to tell you the reason why I think Corbin Burns is going to win the Cy Young in the AL. Because Corbin Burns is hitting free agency. He's not re-signing in Baltimore. At least he's not signing an extension in Baltimore. Um, And I believe in contract years, players get up. Look at Blake Snell last year, for example. Contract year, got up, won himself an NL Cy Young. I think Corbin Burns is going to try to do the same thing. He's going to have a great team around him to support him, and I think that's going to be a little bit extra motivation for him to get out there and really hone his craft and do what he does. Um, I have Garrett Cole second. Hard to argue against Garrett Cole going back-to-back in the AL. You have another guy who does intrigue me, former Oriole, Kevin Gossman. Okay. Um, when I made up mine, I looked at the odds as they had at the time. They have changed a little bit. Um, just to go back to yours, Corbin Burns, you're currently getting plus 1,000 from FanDuel. He is the he shares the same odds as Franber Valdez and Pablo Lopez. You're getting plus 900, plus 1,000, plus 1,000 all the way across. He's in the top five. Gosman plus 700, plus 650, plus 700, 750, depending on where you go. Um Call it a gut feeling. You know, I think Garrett Cole is going to be right there. Garrett Cole is your odds-on favorite at a bunch of different places. Just like I said, call it a gut feeling about Gosman. I, I can't explain to you why. Just, it's a gut feeling. Hey, I can't argue it. I mean, he's had he's been right on the brink of things there for a little while. So it's, it's you know, it's not bad. It, I went with Burns because, yes, part of it is a hometown bias. And also, I do believe in the contract year thing. But that's that. Um, but, I mean, I can't argue Gosman. I think the three guys that we have collectively, you could really argue any which way, and I don't think either of us would really try to put up an argument in the opposite direction. That is 100% true. Um, just to give you guys a little bit of a, uh, I guess, a caveat into this, um, Corbin Burns is also listed by Caesars as in the National League as well. At plus 1,400. Yeah, those Vegas, Vegas Insider is good to kind of reference, but... Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get you a better site moving forward because um, I'm the one with the gambling problem between the two of us. We have so. both, we both have the same pick in the National League, and that's Spencer Strider, and he's going off anywhere from a plus five twenty-five to a plus six fifty. He is the favorite across all five: FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, BetMGM, all that stuff. 
Um, followed by Zach Wheeler, your second pick, Logan Webb, my second pick, Zach Gallon. They are, I mean, Webb is, is clearly three and Gallon's clearly four with Wheeler clearly at two, followed by Max Fried and then everybody else. Hey, but, here's, here's something that's interesting. I do think this may be the first, I think this may be the first time they may be done. I've been cutting you off a lot this show. I'm going to apologize for that. I do too um, all the time. It's fine. But this very well could be a year where we possibly see the NL Rookie of the Year also win the NL Cy Young with the potential that Yamamoto has. I don't think that's ever been done before. Yeah. Um, it's going to be something to be seen. I do believe it has been done before. I just can't tell you who did it. I, well, we'll I have think, that information for you on the next show. Yeah. Um, let's go to our MVP. And this is interesting because I have Altuve and Judge, you have Trout and Rodriguez, and the odds are crazy. Because unlike the rest of the other awards, there isn't a real consensus on who's going to win this one among Vegas Insider. Aaron Judge narrowly beats out Juan Soto, followed by Corey Seager, Jordan Alvarez, Julio Rodriguez, and Kyle Tucker. However, none of these odds are really that far apart from each other. Mike Trout also, by the way, is in eighth. So I thought you, you were going to give me shit because I was talking shit about Trout when we just recorded the last show and I was talking about how Rodriguez was going to be better. But this is one of them things where I I have these guys 1A, 1B um, when it comes to their position. And I also have them that way when it comes to the MVP. I think it's one of these two guys. Um, I mean, very well, it could be Juan Soto. I love guys in contract years. Juan Soto has the biggest contract year coming up of his life. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if Juan Soto, a, now if Juan Soto say he hits 40, get knocks in 120 and bats 300, the Yankees pay him 500 million, 400 million, something like that. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, in the National League, you got Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna. I have Bryce Harper and Ronald Acuna. Acuna is the odds-on Harper a little bit. Hold on, let me get there first. Acuna is the odds-on favorite, getting you anywhere from plus four fifty to plus five fifty, followed closely by Mookie Betts, then Freddie Freeman, Shohei, Tatis, Harper, Olson, Corbin Carroll, Trey Turner, and the like. So go ahead and make your defense. No, no, no. I'm going to need you to defend Harper. Bounce back year. Major. So comeback player of the year? Uh, hands down. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Mm, uh, depends on what Otani does. Because that that could be a race. If, if, if Otani does come back and win as handily as what I, I – and play and hit as well as what he potentially could – and Harper does what I think he's going to do, that's going to be crazy. Okay. So Fair enough. Comeback um, player of the year is, is such a crapshoot. But, yeah, uh, Harper's going to have a bounce back year. I, I I think both of us are discounting Shohei Otani in this. But that's just me. Um, you got anything else you want to add to this? We we did make uh, some leader picks as well. I did. Dan didn't. I did. I don't know where they went. Uh, interesting. Um, okay. Well, they're starting to come back. Somebody <laughs> deleted them. That's odd. Ed sabotaging me. Totally. Um, 
We're just not going to do them. We'll figure that out later in the year. Let's go to my favorite part of the show, shall we? Dan, the Baltimore Orioles could have potentially the first overall prospect in baseball for the fourth straight season. In 2022, they had Adley Rushman. In 2023, Gunnar Henderson. And in 2024, Jackson Holiday. In 2025, Samuel Basalo, currently Major League Baseball's 10th overall prospect, could make that leap. What is Baltimore doing and how do other teams replicate it? Hey, there's one thing about guys named Mike. They just don't miss. The highest slugging percentage in games his team lost in the last three seasons. As you would expect, the Anaheim Angels have two of the top three spots. Shohei Otani, 505. Slugging percentage in games that his team lost. Mike Trout, 461. Four... Ten thousandths or four thousandths of a point less than Matt Olson at 465, Kettle Marte 443, Byron Buxton 442, and Bryce Harper 441. That's ridiculous that Otani hit 505 as a slugging percentage and they still lost games. Yeah, that's how bad the Angels were. Something needs to be investigated on how the how Major League Baseball let the Angels be that bad. Dan, the most regular season games played at an MLB ballpark without hitting a triple. Albert Pujols has two of the top four spots on this list. 596 games at Angel Stadium without a triple. 515 games at Bush Stadium 3. That is the current iteration of that stadium. Chris Davis, 590 games at Camden Yards. And Victor Martinez, 531 games at Comerica Park. Albert Pujols, None of those memes surprise us. Eleven hundred and eleven games, no triple. That's that's insane. That is insane. Um, the longest span of averaging at least two hits last season it was Julio Rodriguez at twenty four games. The major league record, Ichiro Suzuki, sixty three games. That's Man, insane. different. Ichiro was different. Now, I brought this up earlier. Notable free agents remaining to be signed. Cody Bellinger is off the board. He went back to Chicago. Blake Snell, J.D. Martinez, Hun Jin Ryu, Brandon Belt, Tim Anderson, who I believe has just signed. Joey Votto. Uh, yes. Anderson's gone. Ryu went back to Korea. Bellinger's off the board. Everybody else is left out there on your list as far as I Matt- know. Matt Chapman, Jordan Montgomery, who has been linked to Austin, Whit Merrifield, and Joey Votto round out that list. It's going to be an interesting spring for some of these guys. Scott Boris needs to get his guys some jobs. Dan, last thing, the longest trek between the Major League Ballpark and their spring training destination belongs to whom? The Cleveland Guardians. I don't know why they don't go to Florida. 1,767 miles, followed closely behind by the Cincinnati Reds. They both play in Goodyear, Arizona. The Reds, 1,599. The closest, as you would expect, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who go from Phoenix to Scottsdale. That's only 20 miles. And... Another one that isn't surprising, Tampa at 63 miles. 
why don't they just play at home? Or Miami? Why did, Miami goes to Jupiter, Florida, 79 miles away. Why? And West Virginia blew that game for you, Ed. Oh, man. Miss call at the end of regulation killed it. Anyway, that's going to be. I'm not mad about it. I had a. Uh... Well, there you go. That's going to be the end for us and the end of part two of our MLB 2024 preview. You got anything else you want to add to this one there, buddy boy? Nothing important. We are going to be taking a week off after we post this. Just mainly so my voice can heal and we can get ready for the end of spring training and baseball to be starting. So we will be back with you in a couple of weeks, and we will talk to you all then. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team is not doing so hot, it can always be the players are named later who can make it better. See ya!